0: Hello, I'm Pastor Rick, and welcome to our podcast. I hope that the message that you're about to hear will bless and encourage you today. All right. I uh, put out on social media that uh, I'm ready to preach. I'm looking forward to preaching this morning, and I am. So we're going to get into the message. This is a message that I've called Greater Things. Getting stretched and ready. It's really the second part of a message that I started to preach a few weeks ago. But let me just put some um, general statements. It is God's will for each of us to accomplish things for the kingdom. It is God's will for each of us to accomplish things for his kingdom. I hope it's our desire also. And if it is... I know it's mine. You have probably prayed a prayer of some type God, use me. Use me somehow. And I, a few weeks back, made some statements about what happens when God begins to answer a prayer to be used. And so, in your notes, and I hope you grab the note sheet today because. Um, there's, there's some things in there that I would like you to see, and if not, then please uh, be paying attention in your Bible or to the screen. Here's a review from a couple of weeks ago about what happens when we begin to pray for God to use us. In review, number one, I pray for my problems, or I prayed for my problems every time I prayed to be of use or of greater use for God. Because what happens is God takes me seriously seriously. I've prayed some prayers and I've sung some songs with lines that said, Break my heart for what breaks yours. And I found my heart being stirred by things both in the world or the lostness of people. My heart is breaking. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause. Lord, everything that I am. Uh, Another line that I have prayed from a song. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart. And lead me in your love to those around me. Or I give myself away so you can use me. And God has heard and is answering my prayers. Some of the problems in my life are because of my prayers. The second thing in review is don't fight God's answers. God's answers all, often look like problems and change. Things come into our life, and we find that we've got to change some things, or our attitudes begin to change, or or God comes up against our selfishness, or God comes up against our lack of love, or God comes up against some bitterness that we did not realize was still in our hearts, and problems develop. We may call it a problem, but God says, I'm answering your prayer to be of use in the kingdom, or He might be answering this Have you ever prayed to be a better spouse? Have you ever prayed to be a better parent? Have you ever prayed to be a more loving person? Guess what? God is going to answer that prayer, and oftentimes his answer comes with problems and change. Number three, when you pray for God to use you, you give him permission to stretch you, mold you, and even cause you pain. When you pray for God to use you, you have given him permission to stretch you, mold you, and even cause you pain. And not a pain that comes from being punished. He's not punishing you. It's a pain that comes from training, coaching, and discipline. Many young people try out for a sport And get on a sports team, sometimes in grade school, maybe in junior high, maybe in high school. What you have done when you've signed up for that sport, whether you realize this or not, is you have given the coach permission to stretch you, to mold you, to train you, and sometimes to cause you pain. As a matter of fact, what is it? What's that thing? No pain, what? No gain. gain. That's a a common expression amongst the sports world. If you're not in pain, there is no gain. Well, if you're not in pain by the Holy Spirit, then there's no gain happening in your life. Now, in your notes, there are five little dashes that I want you to write this next statement in. This is a good thing. What's a good thing? The permission that God has been given to stretch you, mold you, and cause you pain. It is a good thing. Because I believe that deep inside every child of God is a desire to be used by God to make a difference for God. We want to see lives touched. We want to see people come to know Jesus. But that means that God has got to be able to work in our lives. So this is a good thing. No pain, no gain. So if you're feeling some discomfort, some pain in your life right now, God is possibly answering your prayer. Let him work. Here's a statement, not in your notes, but a statement that the more I thought about, I wanted to just emphasize. Coming up on the screen. Those used powerfully by God are willing to change and be molded by God. Those used powerfully by God are willing to change and be molded by God. You want to be used the kingdom, you want to be used by God, then you have to be willing to change and be molded by God. Say it again, no pain, no gain. And if your Christian life right now is pain-free, I'm just going to encourage you, you could be just in that season, maybe you've just come out of a time of growth and change. But if your Christian walk has been pain-free for a significant period of time, Is it possible that you have stopped desiring to be fully used by God? Because I know I'm not perfect, I know you're not perfect, which means for me to be used more powerfully, some change has to happen, some molding has to happen, some things have to change in my life. Imagine what God might want to do through you. I begin to pray for that. My text this morning, and I've been desiring to preach on this text for quite a while, and finally I feel the Holy Spirit says this is the time to talk about it, is John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. So pull up a device, get out your Bible. Uh, I believe it's also in your note sheet. Look on your note sheet so that um, you can do some things. I want us to take a look at just a few verses. Now, give you a little context of this. These are some of the last teachings of Jesus before he went to the cross. This all took place in what we call the upper room because that's what the Bible calls it, an upper room. This took place during the time when Jesus instituted communion, when the Last Supper took place, when he washed the disciples' feet. There was several hours that they spent together before he went to the garden to pray. And this is part of what Jesus said at this time. Verse 12, John chapter 14. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Now, what I want you to do is I want you, if you've got pen and paper, your note sheet, your Bible, I want you to circle the word, anyone, circle the word, Anyone. If you've got an electronic one and you can't circle, can you highlight that word? I want that word to stand out to you every time that you look at this passage. Because the Bible says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater Works. That is why I have entitled the message Greater Things. It is Jesus Christ's will, in fact, is what he told us is truth, that if you believe in him, anyone who believes in him will do the works he has done and even greater works. Now, listen where he goes on. Verse 13 You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes. He tells us what we can do, and then he commands us to do it. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. In your notes, I left you three blanks. I want you to write this down. If you don't have a note sheet, I want you to write it down someplace, maybe in this passage. I am anyone. It says, anyone who believes. Now, I'm assuming that you're a believer. If you're not a believer this morning, you can become one of the any ones. Anyone, anyone, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. Would you say this out loud with me? Say, "I I am anyone. Now, say it again like you believe it. I am anyone. And that means that you will do the same works that Jesus does, had done, and even greater. I want us to say that again because some of the folks at home, they didn't get with us. And I want to, even if you're in your car, maybe listening to this, or you're in your living room, or you're in your bedroom, and there's other people around, I want you to say it out loud. Let's say it again. I am anyone This is you in its passage. This is me. Now, I'm going to spend a little time talking to certain groups of people, that they are anyone. And the first group is if you're a young person. You're a teenager. I'm glad some of you are here, or I was going to be speaking to an empty place right here. Got some teenagers over here. We got some young adults. See, sometimes, teenagers, you think, oh, this is for people like John Wampler, the old folks. Okay? People who have been around for a while. Or maybe you don't even think it's for John. You think it's for his parents. You know, somebody has walked with God for a long time. They're the anyone. I want to tell you something, teenager. If you believed on the name of Jesus, you are an anyone. And an anyone can do the same works that Jesus did and greater. That's why I wanted you to say out loud, I am anyone. Because today... Some of you are going to get something in your heart. I've been praying that the Holy Spirit would put it in your heart. Young adults, some of our young adults were on the worship team. we got some of them upstairs. I'm going to preach to the balcony a second because some of you young adults are up there. You're in anyone. Oh, there's some on the cameras here. You're in anyone, okay? This is you. You can say, oh, this is for the pastor. This is for Sherry. Sherry's that kind of an anyone. She does the works of Jesus. She's walked on water. She's doing greater works than Jesus. That's what you think about pastors or pastor's families, but it's you. You're in anyone. We've got at least one child in here. We may have more than a child. If you have opened your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and he lives inside, you are in anyone. And anyone who believes can do the works of Jesus and even greater. High school students, I want to tell you a story. I read this years ago. I had only been saved for probably less than a year. I was in my young 20s. I read the story about a a young man. He was a church-going young man, but he hadn't known Jesus Christ because the church that he went to was very traditional. It didn't preach about a personal relationship with Jesus. And so he was just there. But he met some people, some of those Holy Spirit people, some of those baptized-in-the-Spirit people, and he got saved. His story mirrored mine in so many ways. He got saved in his junior year of high school, his junior year of high school. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues. Now, he's only saved for a few weeks. But he began to understand the spiritual condition of his classmates so clearly. Because just a few weeks before, that was him. Someone who didn't know Jesus Christ. Someone who, if they would have died, was going to be eternally separated from God. He understood this. What am I going to do about this? What can I do about this? He prayed, Lord, my friends need Jesus I don't know anybody else in this school that knows Jesus personally. What am I supposed to do? I don't know if he, I don't remember the story well enough to know that if this passage said something to him about being in anyone doing the works of jesus but he went to school with an understanding of his spiritual condition and their spiritual condition and as opportunities presented itself and as he began to share the change in his life because people were looking at him and say oh what happened to him you know he was probably teased a little bit he got religion but not only did he get religion he actually had jesus and people would come up to him and say hey um, i'm really hurting right now I hear that you pray. Would you pray for me? On his graduation, at least 80% of his classmates had become believers. In that period of time, from when he got saved in his junior year to his graduation, 80%. Because he was in an anyone, and anyone who did. Or would do the works of Jesus and greater. And he was one that asked in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Do you think 80% of that graduating class getting saved during that school year and the next would bring glory to the Father? Yes. Ask me for anything. But you might say, oh well, you know, I, I've just only been a Christian for a few weeks. That's not for me. Yes, it is. Did you believe you're in anyone? Believe that you're going to be able to do the works of Jesus. You, you might say, you know, you, you talk to those children, you talk to those teenagers, but, you know, I'm in my late 70s, or I'm in my 80s, or maybe I'm in my 90s. I'm just too old to be used by Jesus. Are you a believer? Then you're in Anyone? Why use the excuse of your age to discount what Jesus said? You're in anyone. Oh, but I don't have any time. I'm so busy. You're in anyone. God can help you to find it. Well, my personality is not outgoing. It doesn't say that it's anyone who has an outgoing personality is going to be used by God. It says anyone because God can work and desires to work through you. I am anyone. The works that Jesus has done, you can do. This morning when I was in prayer, I'm going to speak to someone in the building, maybe someone at home, maybe in both places. And you're looking at me and saying, well, Pastor, it can't be me because I'm still hooked on some things. I still have some habits that aren't right. Do you believe in Jesus? Then you're in anyone. And let's believe that as you ask, God will break some of these things off. Or, or you might be saying, well, it can't be me because I've really screwed up my relationships. Do you believe? You're in anyone. Let's begin to take what the Bible says that anyone who believes in me will do the works I have done. Anyone who believes in him can ask, and Jesus will do it to bring glory to the Father. Do you believe? Then you're in anyone. Let's start believing that God can use us. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your situation in life. Certainly, the sin that you're involved in is hurting you. But let's begin to believe that God can deliver you. We sang about hearing the chains falling. Let us believe those things. Point four. Now you can go to your note sheets. These are the new points. Point four this morning. Ask for, expect, and pray for the greater. Ask for, expect, and pray for the greater. If Jesus did it, ask for it, expect it, and pray for it. What are the works of Jesus? Just think through as you've read the gospel. If not, then read the gospels to find out what the works of Jesus were. He healed, He did miracles. He touched people. He delivered people. And those are very important works. And for years, when I read this passage, I read this passage, I was saying, okay, well, that means I should be expecting to do greater miracles than Jesus. Yes, there will be times, and I hope that God would give me more opportunities to do that. I mean, I've prayed for folks from time to time that have been healed. I've prayed for relationships that God has touched. But then I realized that as important as those things are to ask for, to expect, and to pray for the greater, the Holy Spirit gave me some insight. And the insight is this. The greatest work is love, and that's point five this morning. The greatest work of love. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says. New Living Translation. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. In John 13, 34, Jesus said, So now I'm, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. I think the greatest work that Jesus wants us to pray for, certainly miracles, healings, deliverance, relationships being... Uh, created. I just read a, a, a passage in my personal devotions where uh, Jesus had Peter to throw a fish hook into the lake. And he says, now, the first fish that you catch, open its mouth and pull out a coin so that you can pay the temple tax. The temple tax for them would have been about two days' wages. So, you know, it's probably worth $50, $60, $70 in today's term, depending on how much you make per hour at your job, but they would uh, that, that was in there. So he did miracles of that nature. But really, the Bible throughout tells us that we are to be a people of love. Ask for, expect, and pray for the greater that you may love. That you may love your spouse in a way. That Jesus would have you love. That you would love your children. That you would love your parents. That you would love your friends. That you would love your enemy. That you would love strangers. The greatest is love. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. If we're going to pray for the greater, we need to be praying for more love. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. I've encouraged us to ask for, expect, and pray for the greater Talk to you about the greatest being love. I've spent a lot of time talking about that each one of us is in anyone. And now I want you to see this last point. Point six, God is carrying out his part. Am I carrying out my part by allowing him to stretch me for the greater? Philippians 1.6 says this again, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you, the work of stretching, the work of molding, the work of preparing you for the good and the greater, he's going to continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. If We're still alive, or he's going to continue his work until the day you and I go to be with Jesus when we die. God, who began the good work of working in you, you're the anyone, will continue to work until it is finally finished. So God is carrying out his part. Here's the question. Am I carrying out my part by allowing him to stretch me for the greater? Are you allowing him to mold you to work on your life? Some of you are walking through things right now and you're really fighting them. Have you sat back for a moment and said, God, are you trying to teach me something here? God, what are you trying to work in my life? I, I, I don't know who i'm speaking to if there's anybody but but there's someone you've been you've been going through something for a year or so and it's just been so frustrating to you and maybe you've asked this question maybe you haven't but have you said god what are you trying to teach me here and allowed his spirit to work because god wants to get each of his children ready to do good and great things and the greatest I'll tell you this, if you will let him work in your life, it will be worth it. It will be worth it. It will require change. But here's something I've learned in my life and watching the lives of others who have been walking with God for a significant period of time. You will never regret fully following Jesus and letting him use you in greater ways. You will never regret fully following Jesus And letting him use you in greater ways. So here's here's the question I have. And if you've checked out online just for a second, or if you've checked out here in the house. Just look up here. Teenagers, young adults, older adults. Would you be willing to say yes today for seeking the greater? Would you be willing to say yes today in seeking the greater? Remember, you are anyone. I am anyone. Anyone and anyone can ask anything in his name. Will you ask him for the greater? Will you ask him for greater things? I tell you the truth anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. Because I am going to the Father. As one of these anyones, will you ask him? As the team makes their way to the platform, teenagers, young adults, young people, older adults, children, whoever's listening to my voice, you at home, will you say yes today to seeking the greater? Will you say yes today to seeking the greater. I'm going to pray this passage over you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Jesus, it is true. Not only is it true, it's the truth. I believe in you. And you tell me. You tell us that we will do the same works that you have done and even greater. Lord, we will have love and compassion that is beyond our human ability. We will have spiritual gifts. Lord, that this church, there will be miracles that will come about because we believe in you and we can do the works you have done in greater works because you've gone to the Father. And Lord, we believe that we can ask for anything in your name. And you will do it so the Son can bring glory to the Father. Today, may we begin to ask boldly. May our prayers not only involve things like a blessing upon the food that we eat, a blessing upon our travel time and safety, Mm -hmm. that we would not just pray for family members, that we would begin to pray bold prayers, to pray over neighbors and neighborhoods that we can reach people. That we would begin to pray over the neighborhood this church is in. That men and women would leave, uh, would, would come out of their homes and begin to attend this church and find Jesus. That we would begin to pray that the power of the Holy Spirit and the powerful name of Jesus would heal bodies, restore marriages. Bring back prodigals. Yes, you tell us we should ask you for anything in your name. Lord, we will do that. We are in anyone. And in any, as in anyone, we can ask anything in your name. In Jesus' name I pray this, amen. Young people, i really felt as I was preparing, I'm speaking a lot of this to you. Take take what the Word of God says. Begin to ask God for your your fellow students. Begin to ask God for that sport team that you play upon, the other athletes. Because honestly, you guys know whether or not they're following Jesus or you have a pretty good idea. Would you begin to ask? Would you begin to ask? And would you begin to believe that God would use you as an anyone? And for those of the rest of us, you work amongst people. Can you start asking for them? You live in neighborhoods amongst people. Can you start believing and asking for them? You're an anyone. And anyone who believes in Jesus, if you're a believer, will do the works of Jesus and even greater because he's gone to the Father. So, Starting today, the greater works are available. The greater love is available. It's available today. Thanks for joining us for this message from Columbus First Assembly. If this message has blessed you in any way, would you share it on your social media feeds so that others can be blessed also? If you would like to join us for an in-person service and you're close to us, we are in Columbus, Indiana, then uh, our services start at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings and our church is located on the corner of 10th and Iowa. Once again, thanks for joining us. Look forward to having you join us again soon.